If you're growing a business or just thinking about launching a startup, this is definitely the podcast for you. This is Fast Forward, brought to you by Tech Manchester. We support early stage tech focused businesses. Each week, we'll dive into the issues that we know keep entrepreneurs awake at night. We'll chat to experts who'll share their tips and advice on how to handle everything from raising finance, making your first hire, to getting your company noticed on social media or in the press. Running a business is a roller coaster. It's exhilarating, but it's pretty damn scary at times too. We're here to help you get your business off the ground and hopefully get a better night's sleep. It's hosted by me, Patricia Keating, Executive Director at Tech Manchester. Standing in a tin shed, waiting for a van to come. Oh, friend, have you seen where my golden tickets be? Present like the fear from above, the levers like we've never been in love. Where I'm gazing at stars on the ceiling. Welcome back to Fast Forward. Next week is March and the launch of our month-long mini-series dedicated to amazing women in tech in honour of International Women's Day, which is happening on the 8th of March. We thought that the perfect prelude to that would be to spend some time with some of our amazing future tech women. The Northwest tech industry continues to grow at a stratospheric pace and it is the largest tech cluster outside of London, but its talent pipeline is struggling to keep up with demand. So... The Greater Manchester's combined authority decided to hook up with the Department of Culture, Media and Sport to launch their own innovation, a three million pound fund, Fast Track Digital Fund. Its sole purpose, to accelerate technical learning for Manchester residents to allow them to enter the digital workforce for the first time. They sought out non-traditional organisations and business partnerships to deliver employer-led training to fill some of those gaps. And from this, the Tech Equity Consortium was born. Today, our guests, Zainab Yazdani, Natalie Bird, Raji Kaluro, are all benefit- beneficiaries of the fund on the Tech Equity course, which is being delivered by Top Project, HeroWorks, UK Fast, and of course, Tech Manchester. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Thank Hi. you. Thank you. Um, I'm really delighted to welcome you here. I know that you were all very keen to uh, join us because um, you're coming to the end of your training and wanted to share your progress. So we're going to cover that today. Um, but before we start into that, I always like to get to know a little bit about the people that are in the seats and our guests. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to find out a little bit about how you've ended up here today. So I'll ask you a little bit about your background. Uh, Zinab, let's start with you. Oh. Tell us a bit about you. Um, uh, I'm from Pakistan and uh, I spent my whole life there and I was even born there. Um, but it's last year that I moved here. Uh, the re- I'm a British national by descent and I would say that, uh, which is a privilege uh, for me that uh, I can have... Uh, Dual no- nationality. I'm Irish and I'm <laughs> British. <laughs> um, Natalie, tell us about you. My background is financial services. I've spent years and years working for asset managers, custody banks um, in London, in Manchester. Um, For me, I saw the tech equity programme and it looked like a fantastic opportunity to do something completely different and get out of my comfort zone and try something completely new and to really see, you know, how many of my skill sets I can utilise because to me there are, you know, there are really clear links between tech and finance and things 
So being able to apply those on a day-to-day basis and with a real new challenge was nice. really, yeah. Nice. And Maggie, you are the proper tech returner. You are the the person who's been there, collected all of the, been there, done that and come around the full circle. Tell us about you. Yeah, I started uh, my work uh, experience, my career, I started as a salesperson in a tech company. And uh, I happened to transition into their tech support team. And uh, I soon became a sysadmin. And I worked in US as well as India before moving to UK. And after moving to UK, I had my second daughter. And that's when I happened to take a break. And that kind of became like eternity. And now when I wanted to get back to work, I realized that I became a tech returner. <laughs> so Which I is had where to we retrain. first met, wasn't it, a few yes. years ago? Yeah. I had to retrain myself because tech is very fast moving. Mm -hmm. And definitely that is one thing I really love about tech because you never feel uh, like you have grown old or it's outdated. You know, we just don't end up doing the same mundane job every day. It's every day is different. Every day is a new learning opportunity. Yeah. So I started uh, applying for various roles and also any programs that interest me and tech returners came to me like that, this tech equity Mm -hmm. and I grabbed the opportunity. Yeah. Now, when I look at all of your education backgrounds, um, you all have really great academic credentials. And I'm sure when you had come out of those education experiences that you had fairly clear career paths at the time um, when you left education Natalie, um, let's start with you. Like, when we, if we go back to Natalie as a teenager and yeah, when you started. Yeah, well, finance really interested me. So I kind of followed that path and started mm-hmm. studying, you know, various different financial exams, the FPCs, um, mortgage diploma, all these different kind of things. Um, and that took me from an insurance job in Wilmslow where I started out as basically customer support to basically, you know, asset management banks in London doing the compliance monitoring, Bloomberg and all this kind yeah. of thing. So, yeah, it's been a bit of a interesting journey. Yeah. Yeah. And then, Raji, you have a master's yeah. in computer... Biotechnology. Okay. You know, just something simple. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did my master's in biotechnology because I actually initially, as a teenager, I thought of becoming a doctor. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, it maybe it's because my do- my dad was ill and he was hospitalized for a long time you know maybe spending a lot of time of the formative years in hospital yeah. made me think of becoming a doctor but it didn't work out so when i started working somehow tech really clicked to me and tech is definitely not something like you have to do a degree and then only you can get into this. This field is definitely not like that. Yeah. The head start or whatever we call, uh, it's very easy. Anybody can get into tech as long as we have the right attitude and interest in sure. pursuing it as a career. Well, thank you for your testament to that. Um, and Zena, before you left Pakistan, you were studying uh was it a? It was in business administration or business yeah, management. I, I was what was doing, your interest there? Uh, I was studying business administration, and um, it was quite interesting to me. But uh, to be honest, it was something that my family wanted me to do, so I just got into a uni because of them. 
And uh, but before that, I would uh, I've all in when I was in my college in a uh, while back in my country, I would say that my family always at that time it was the time that when I decided that I whatever I'll do, I'll just follow my interest. And uh, it, it was the moment when I uh, I grab I real I I came up with. I realized that I will always do whatever I interests me. I think when um when you all you all came in for interview for the course that you're on now and you all left different impressions on myself and Ryan who interviewed you. Um but I don't think I'll ever forget your um your vision pack that you had brought in in terms of the time that you had spent um putting together what you th- what you thought with your vision and your passion and and those um things that were important to you and that really left an impression on on Ryan and I and I think that is coming through on on the course. Um one thing that you've all kind of just mentioned there and I suppose it's not something that we've talked about before um is sort of almost the impact of role models. Um so you know your family and your parents have influenced you in terms of your choices back in Pakistan. Um Raji, it was your experience in terms of what happened to your your dad um, in hospital that influenced you and obviously seeing all of those doctors. Natalie, was it in terms of your pathway into finance, was that something that was influenced or do you think? No, no, that wasn't influenced. By school? Because all my family are, you know, they're kind of in the building trade primarily. Right, didn't want Uh, to be a builder. So (laughs) for me, you know, it was doing something different and again it was just purely following my interests yeah you know and like I say that kind of led me down to London it led me to do some really interesting things that I'm you know really grateful to have the opportunity to do but I think on the role model side you know you can't be what you can't see so kind of getting women into tech and increasing the diversity and women actually having the belief of I can try something new and you know nothing bad will happen if I try something new is really, really important, particularly for like our young school girls, you know, they naturally opt themselves out of things like the STEM subjects. Yeah. So for them to actually be able to say, I can give this a try. Yeah. I can learn something. Relates. Is really important. Yeah. Now you've all had, um, you know, a different sort of life and career journeys and you've all had different obstacles um, throughout that time. Um, and I just wanted to um, talk to you a little bit about those. Some, what were some of the challenges that you faced both personally and professionally um, and how you've overcome them? Raji? Yeah. You're a weekday single parent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My That's husband works uh, yeah. away from home in a different city. So definitely that... Uh, does get uh, very challenging sometimes for me to manage, especially there were instances like I had laid for a job and there was an interview scheduled. And at the very moment, my son had something, so I had to take him to emergency A and waiting at the A and D. I had to tell the interviewer that I can't take the call now. So those sort of things definitely did happen to me. Yeah. And uh, before having kids, uh, it was totally different. Uh, I literally, I can say I wrote my own uh, course of uh, life or journey. It was all beautiful and easy, but uh, it is no longer that easy or smooth going, but definitely. Interesting. I (laughs) would say the journey is more beautiful than the destination. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I enjoy every bit of this journey. Good. 
And Zina, it mustn't have been easy coming to a new country. Oh, no. <laughs> it, uh, I think the most challenging thing for me was this, to um, to move to uh, uh, to this country, and especially when uh, you're coming from a developing uh, country to uh, towards a developed country, basically. So, uh, yes, uh, I've faced challenges in terms of jobs, I think, up till now, because... Uh, um, I absolutely didn't know where to find myself, actually. And uh, I tried. I worked in Amazon for two and a half months. But um, it was quite um, something that I couldn't do or something I didn't uh, fit into. Then I worked in um, for the Royal Mail for some time. Um, but yeah, uh, still, it was uh, it was difficult. Uh, it was uh, quite a uh, long journey, so I couldn't uh, uh, manage to do that as well. But, uh, oh. I worked in Tesco as well as a merchandiser, uh, all uh, for uh, uh, for as a Christmas time. So I think that uh, challenges that uh, challenges that I am facing up till now are uh, to find myself that where I actually want to fit in. And when this opportunity arrived, uh, I applied for this, and uh, I think uh, uh, it is something that is rewarding to me. And I feel like yes, I I always been looking for it, finding your place. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Natalie? Uh, challenges. Um, I'm a single mum and both of my bo- boys fall on the ASD spectrum. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they have... And they're uh, incredible because we've met them. Yeah, yeah. They have <laughs> they a huge... they an event. <laughs> they have a huge amount of energy yeah. and a huge amount of creativity. But it's knowing their learning styles and what kind of support they need and how to actually get the best from them. When sometimes your energy levels as a mother cannot actually match their energy yeah. levels. So, yeah, that on a day-to-day basis is obviously, you know, yeah. one of the big things and kind of getting making sure that they've got the right support at school and this kind of thing. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're both, I think they're both awesome. They are awesome. We've met them. I love having them in. And then you all came across the Tech Equity Programme in different ways. Um what made you take notice of it? Um, you know, we're really keen to understand, you know, the the, the course itself had um, over 200 inquiries um, from women um, around the sort of the catchment area that we were looking for in terms of sort of South Manchester. Um, you know, and, you know, we, it caught us by surprise. We didn't anticipate that many people. Um, not that we thought about a number, but you know, what was it that made you take notice of it and and pique your interest? Who would like to start with that one? I think uh, I have a word to add here. We should ask you the question, UK Fast or Tech Equity, the question that what made you have so much of confidence on us and pick us uh, out of those 200 applications? Because everybody, is, I think, is... Um, has understood the importance of tech these days and they want to get retrained. There are many people who are interested to get into tech programs. So, and uh, this program definitely, you know, having UK Fast as a company backing it up definitely is uh, a very lucrative thing for any of us, any aspiring tech returner or tech person. But what made UK Fast or Tech Equity choose us? As the Whoa, not open the, I get the tables <laughs> turned on me and I get the questions asked. Um, I guess, um, you know, from those 200 inquiries, it kind of worked like a funnel. 
Um, so we did um, 89 phone calls. So we did, to get those 200 inquiries, we went out and did about 10 different talks and we did the social media campaigns, which I know some of you had seen. Um, and then, so, you know, from that kind of grass works, work with the community groups led to the inquiries. Out of the 200 inquiries, uh, we managed to have 89 phone calls, which were about 15, 20 minutes. You know, I spoke to each of you at that time. Um, and then that resulted in 59, no, 75 attendees um, to the open days and then 59 applicants. So it kind of, it narrowed itself down through, you know, people who were kind of interested, to people who were like, okay, we've spoken to you now and we really like what we've heard and that we want to find out more. And, you know, and then to the ultimate applications and the people then that we interviewed and anybody that applied, um, we actually interviewed. Um, how did we shortlist Um I guess, um, you know, it's like any interview process. You don't, you're not, you're not going to find, you know, out whether you made the right choices until the end. Um, <laughs> but um, I know that we have really enjoyed um, seeing how you've all progressed and the fact that we're all sitting in this room having a podcast together um, in a really confident way um, compared to maybe the first times that I met you on the open days. You know, we've certainly seen all of you grow and all of you change and, and um, develop, which we are really we're really happy to see. Yeah, let me add one point here. Um, for the open day when I have attended, mm -hmm. I remember one woman coming with her uh, baby really? in yeah. a buggy. Yeah. I really, it touched me really well because I, I thought this program is definitely going to be flexible and people like me, you know, more than anything, definitely we women are moms first mm -hmm. and then anything else. So I thought I don't have to leave that mum tag at home and I can come as an individual as and how I am. So yeah. that's what I really loved about. We know, still that, need to get these yeah. kids in doing Linux. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's our long-term plan. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what did you, when you did come in for the open days, um, it'd be really interesting to know what was your perception of the technology industry before you came in, um, after you had, come on and done the open day uh, what what did you learn about it what did you learn about what the opportunity was uh, Zainab why don't we start with you um, I think when we, when I come, came here I absolutely had no idea about tech because uh, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a newbie to tech and I don't know anything about it but uh, as uh, I saw uh, uh, the most important thing that I like uh, in the in uh, of the UK first was uh, the quotations that they have written on the walls, and they they were quite inspiring to me. Uh, I still remember one of the quotations that I read was, uh, "Goals are like magnets; they attract um, things that you desire for the most." And uh, I was inspired by this quotation, and I just uh, and everything was so inspirational. So I think. Uh, Yes, we did on the open day. We did uh, a little bit of the technical, um, uh, technical um, uh, introductions as well. We got some from the from Leon, but I think the best part that I would, liked was that it was quite inspirational. Yeah. And what did you? You came in with no um, technical knowledge, but you did do a little Linux experiential exercise. Um, how did that help um, bring the opportunity to life? And what did you? take from that Natalie uh, the Linux experience was really interesting actually because on the open day we got a really good feel for the whole kind of business you know we kind of walked around the UK fast area we walked around the other areas 
we got a feel for the different kind of things that were going on. And to be fair, the whole, you know, both the buildings, there's so much innovation and so many innovative things going on. Um, and then going out into the open day and spending time with Hero Works and spending time with TAP and getting their perspectives on what they wanted, you know, the kind of individuals they wanted on the programme, but the, also the kind of things that they wanted the individuals to take away and then feeding the technical Linux into that, led by Leon, was really, really interesting. Yeah. Um, and then what about the course itself? You know, so ultimately you all came to an open day and so many, many, many women did, but not all applied. What was it about the course itself that appealed to you that prompted you then to go ahead and apply? Uh, because I think, uh, may I add here, one point here, uh, I think Linux is evergreen. Uh, operating systems do evolve, but underlying Unix and Linux, they're like, the mother of all OS. So they are, <laughs> there's they're, technical they're people there. out there loving yes. that. <laughs> there's yes. technical people loving you saying yeah. that. And uh, the good thing about Linux is uh, what we can see uh, peripherally or uh, just at the look and feel of it, there is a lot going on underneath. Mm. And being able to investigate and understand what is behind, under the hood, is what makes it really exciting and interesting for a tech person, definitely. So that's it. It was the technical aspect and the opportunity yeah. that gave what attracted you, Raji. Yeah. Um, well, what for you? me, I would say, you know, you've got the Linux aspect, so you've got the very technical side, but then the program is really well-rounded because you've got the work that we do with TAP, which is, you know, focuses on the African culture and teaches us mental resilience and all the soft skills plus the work that we're doing with Natalie Hero Works, yeah. yeah? And I feel those soft Tell us skills, a bit about that. What are you doing? For the project. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a bit about the project. Uh, where do I start with the project? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an, I mean, it's the project, project is all about... Yeah. Um, we know there's a diversity gap in tech, yeah? Yeah. And we know that that diversity gap is around women, Yeah. And we know that women, basically, when it, you know, they look at a job profile and they opt themselves out if they feel that they can't do, say, 50% of what's there. Women mm. feel like they absolutely have to be able to do everything before they'll even, even apply. So our project is basically looking at how do we actually retain the women that are already in tech, but how do we get the women that aren't already in tech that, you know, have maybe different transferable skills, mm -hmm. how do we actually get them into a place where they feel that tech is an industry that they could come into and they could learn something? So, you know, the project side has been really, really interesting as well. And I think the way the whole programme works so well together, because I think the softer skills are just as important are, as yep. the technical side and the way everything kind of fits together and all the different elements we're learning and how we apply those when we actually go into the workplace for me was one of the really key things nice yeah and Zina what about you uh, I think most of the things they both of both of them have covered that how um, it was quite inspiring to be working here but I would like to add something else as well which made me to actually apply for this was that my 
uh, work coach at the job center plus she motivated me and she she said that uh, uh since i've been doing many jobs and uh, i haven't been able to fit in any any one of them up till now so uh, um i had almost lost hope and she was the one she who said to me that um give it a go and try again and you have you have been failing up to now perhaps because you have to win tomorrow and and i said okay <laughs> i let's let's give it a go and yeah i, I just applied for it and um and here, here you are <laughs> yeah so you're all now in week 8 of the course um i'd love to know what have been some of your highs and some of your lows maybe some of your lows first of all we'll finish on the highs <laughs> what have been the biggest challenges that you faced on the course doing the labs <laughs> doing the linux labs every linux lab is like a challenge yeah uh, because uh, uh, we have to do them according to the you know guidelines and everything set by red hat yeah so the environment and everything uh, we have to set them up accordingly and uh, i still remember uh, there was this 18 task uh, containing lab i had to do making directories moving them and making files and making copies of them creating hardened soft links and all that and uh, three times i think i ended up uh, making the directories in lower case and several other someone out there understands errors. this <laughs> yeah smaller you errors. all understand this this is what's yeah. beautiful you all know what she's talking about <laughs> yeah and we ended up i think i can um, imagine all of us we have struggled with that 18 yeah. ex- 18 task exercise yeah. yeah at least three times i had to <laughs> anyone do else it. love that anyone else yeah. love that task i think the biggest challenges um have been really kind of balancing everything because you've got really full on on the technical side yeah. yeah on the linux side um but then we've also been really quite full on with the project and doing interviews and speaking to different people and everything else and kind of learning how to you know act cohesively as a team when you're not necessarily given the guidance or direction and you don't really know the people well and mm. you know you kind of all thrown into this course together and yeah. then you've got to come out with which so, is what happens in work all yeah, the time yeah yeah which yeah. is what happens in work all the time yeah, but i think but i think that you know it kind of brings up its own challenges with regard to you know different interactions and different things but mm-hmm. on the whole you know the experience is fantastic yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, I think the biggest challenge for me was that um to how to manage the time uh, because I've been a time waster throughout up till now and I I still haven't uh, mastered up how to manage my time and goes um uh, do all the things on uh, accordingly and uh, on, on um every on the specific times and for me it was difficult because uh, uh we in this short period of time we have to just learn all the linux learn yeah. the administration and have to come up with <laughs> a good result yeah that's yeah. it yeah yeah well it's there to sign up create a little bit of pressure it's recreating those work environments and what you do if a project slips so it's all good these are all learnings um something you said earlier um saying about your work coach about um failing up to now um that's something that's incredibly common in the tech industry it's almost like um we learn by failing and it's something that we encourage here um uh, right across the tech- technology and in- industry that's really how we innovate they call it agile now agile <laughs> agile learning agile project management try that doesn't work pivot try that okay that worked let's keep going that way so um yeah i think that's all you've been doing is pivoting not failing 
Um, so you've been, um, you've had an opportunity to meet a whole bunch of different organisations. Um, Natalie, you've mentioned TAP, the Mossside Education Organisation, and Hero Works, the Leadership Consultancy for Women. Um, and you've met a whole bunch of other people along the way. What have you learned about the tech industry and the people that work in it? And what would be your message to perhaps other women who are considering a career in tech um, uh, based on what you've learned? Who would like to go with that? A message for anybody aspiring to tech, I would say just do it. Get into the tech scene. It is not uh, unachievable. You can, There is uh, enough space, always enough space oh, yeah. and room for people to enter. And the entry point is very accessible to everyone. And this is the only industry where uh, you can, you're as good as a very experienced person. Maybe because the skills you have acquired somewhere else are transferable, you can make use of them. For instance, a problem solving or a troubleshooter uh, uh, can be good at system administration mm-hmm. and also testing, being able to find faults of someone or something can be very useful in testing. So, yeah. There are lots of skills, life skills that can be used as transferable skills and it's tech industry definitely welcomes everybody, I would yeah. say. Would you ladies agree with that? In terms I would of what you've say learned? the tech industry is really, really fast moving and you've got to have a constant wanting to learn different things because you're not going to be shown different things. But if you want to learn them, And then you can adapt to whatever is going on and whatever's needed. I think that is like a really key skill, that and not being afraid to fail. Because like you just said before, you know, it's like how many times did they have to create the light bulb? Yeah. Yeah? Like over a (laughs) hundred times. And changing your mindset of, you know, rather than it being a bad thing that you failed to it being a good thing that you're actually learning something and applying something. Um, to me, from everybody I've observed, that's one of the key skill sets of being within the industry. Yeah. Being Is adaptable. They wanting to evolve and wanting to adapt. Yeah. Uh, I would say that from my life, life experience, now I can only, the advice that I can give is that never give up. And uh, even if you're struggling and uh, if you're, uh, doesn't matter if you're a housewife, if you're working and if you've got many responsibilities, uh, just don't give up and uh, um, the the, as Raji said, that the world outside is huge, and you always have room for uh, it. Always has have room for every, every for one more. Okay. Yeah. So you're going to be doing your exam in three weeks. Very exciting. Um, and following you setting that, um, you will embark on your um, exploration of careers, including your interviews here at UK Fast. Um, but. It, it's going to open up quite a lot of career opportunities for you. Um, what kind of uh, careers are, are out there for people with a qualification uh, in Linux and um, with this type of course and sort of skills that it's given you? What kind of? I think the Linux admin qualification opens up more or less the basic world of everything to do with tech because you've got a common ground and, you know, this is the biggest tech hub outside of London and these, you know, new businesses like Amazon that are opening in Manchester, you know, on an ongoing yeah. basis. Yeah. 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 As well as like all the social media field of people wanting content creation and websites and everything else. So, you know, I think it 
opens up a world of opportunity. It's just how you choose to utilize that. Yeah. Uh, Linux uh, is used as uh, as we talked earlier. Linux is the mother of all operating systems. So having a good command over Unix and Linux, I think, uh, can take us into you know comfortably into some kind of support role, tech support, or uh, a troubleshooting, sysadmin, or uh, something more to do with cloud operations as well. Because even for cloud services, we need uh, Linux or mm-hmm. Unix uh, yeah. administration skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, cyber and uh, Linux go hand in hand. So cybersecurity yeah. is definitely one area of. Uh, and then all your other transferable skills that you've learned along yeah. the way through your project management. And we ho- we also have done a design thinking project, which is kind of. Uh, quite close to the UX and UI designing yep. aspect of human-centered designing aspect. Yeah. So definitely that can help us as well. So to wrap up then, um, what are your hopes for the future? Uh, What's your... I mean, Raj, you know exactly what you want to do. <laughs> yeah. I think I've you been jumping about this. <laughs> yeah. I happen to acquire a lot of skills in my quest for finding a job. So in this last two years, I have phenomenally, I learned a lot of skills and I have phenomenally improved my tech skill set or tech armor, so to speak. So I would like to put or bring all of them together into one uh, and give them one structure or concrete idea that is, I think, a solution design or a solution architect. Yeah. So I would love to become a cloud solution architect or a tech solution architect. Yeah. I think you're well on your well on your way. What about you, ladies? I'm really interested in like the international compliance standards and the threat monitoring and the cybersecurity. That's where my interests lie when the kind of course finishes. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And Zena. Um, my hopes are high and uh, just like always they're abstract as well. <laughs> uh, I hope to um, pass this exam, of course, and uh, look we'll look for some Linux engineer post uh, around uh, somewhere. But if even if I couldn't pass the exam, I would uh, perhaps be going to uni because this is what my family has planned for me. And I still haven't done university, bachelor's uh, here in the UK. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, Raji, as she said, it's not about the destination, but it's the journey along the way. Um, So wherever that takes you all, um, I am sure that you will experience incredible success. I have thoroughly enjoyed um, spending this afternoon talking to you and um, makes me a tiny bit proud actually sitting here with you all. Um, And um, I hope that we have um, perhaps been an inspiration to some other women out there who may be considering um, a career in tech and or, or maybe worrying about whether uh, tech is the right uh, pathway for them. I hope your advice and insight will give them a better night's sleep. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for giving us the opportunity. Present like the fear from above.